Alright troops, this is episode 30, although I'm kind of tempted to say episode 79 or 63 or something inconsistent since I think we should be as inconsistent as clan have been recently, what do you think? <laughs> I was wondering you were going with that, that's good. It was a shiter, I know. Uh, aye, episode 31, I thought you were going to say episode 30 to uh, replace the... Um, the absolute nightmare that was that was Wednesday night. The live disaster. Indeed. Yeah. Right, it's safe to say it'll be it'll be a while probably before we do that again. Yeah, well indeed. Um but of course for anyone lucky enough to listen to it. We were covering uh Milton Keynes against Clan on Wednesday and it happened to be the, the, the live game on free sports. I, I guess if anybody not lucky enough to be listening to it, we tried to do a sort of running commentary type discussion thing. And because the game was so shite, uh, the podcast probably ended up just as shite. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're absolutely pumped 6-1 deservedly, but uh, the, the fallout, the interesting fallout from that game was the bans to Connolly and uh, Zach Fitzgerald. Yeah. So was it was it two games for Conley and three for Fitzgerald? It was, it was that right. yeah. Um, so Connolly got basically his games for um, unsportsmanlike conduct. Essentially, he came off the bench and had a go at Killeen, uh, who incidentally also got <laughs> got a game banned because I think I don't think he's allowed to leave his crease during a, a fight or whatever it is, but. Daft from Connolly anyway, and then uh, Cole Shudra from Milton comes flying over. So I, I think there's been maybe a wee bit of history with Connolly and Sheffield, uh, Shudra from last year, so maybe he was having a go, a go there. But he got five games for, for coming off the bench in, in that fight. And then Fitzy got uh, his suspension for, uh, I don't know if one of the matches was for kneeing, uh, and then obviously the the punch to Radek Mido, I think it was. Uh, but it all basically just kind of compounded the game, I thought. And when we were watching at the time, it looked like, you know, there might be bands handed out or whatever, but it was just all a, a shambles, really. And it meant uh, losing who's Connolly, who's probably been our best player this year for a, a crucial weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, obviously just I watched it and tried to do the, the podcast at the same time, was just turned out to be an absolute nightmare. Um, just due to, obviously, the way the game went, all the all the penalties and stuff as well, it was difficult to sort of keep track of that when it was happening, and also trying not to cover the game, even though some stuff was happening, but uh, yeah, it was just a, a night to forget, really, overall, and pro- penalties are you know, probably deserved. Um, you would have to say, I don't know about the mean thing, I'd, I'd need to see another video about that, I'm not sure, because I think, you know, we saw, watched it uh, a couple of times on Wednesday night, didn't look like an initial mean uh, penalty, but I don't know, I would need to go back and look at it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, obviously with Fitzy, uh, sort of, you could say divides the fan base on, on what he provides, certainly not off the ice, but on the ice, what he provides. Um, 
when you you compare the two, you know, or even look at the the other defensemen. Uh, although a couple of guys recently have looked a bit shaky, you know, Fitzy's not a guy that you think shit. Uh, you know, we're in we're in trouble when he's when he's not on in the lineup, which is probably doesn't sound great great for him. But I think at the moment, you know, it's just the truth. Uh, but Connolly, on the other hand, is a big blow and. Albeit, as we'll say, it turned out we get three out of the four points. Um, I think certainly on Friday night we missed a bit of Conley's tenacity and uh, just ability to get to get uh, in about it. Because um, when they Sheffield started to get the momentum on Friday, uh, it, it looked as though you know not giving in, but it was kind of inevitable. And maybe Conley's the kind of guy who would change the momentum or turn the tide or just do something but uh, anyway he missed those two games um, and Fitzy missed those two plus plus what will be Guilford on Saturday so uh, not ideal and, and our discipline's been good in the season hasn't it to be gen- like general yeah overall it's been it's been pretty good um, I have to say you know for, for Fitzy as well he's um, he seemed to have kept his cool more often uh, than not, and it's not really something that you could have said about Fitzy in past seasons, but um, it's maybe just shown a bit more maturity, albeit, you know, he's got that captain role, so he's still want to try and impose himself in the game. Uh, it's a difficult one, but yeah, I think overall we have been a bit better, and uh, I think I agree with you about Conley as well. I think um, probably missed him on, on a Friday, just as you say, a bit of tenacity and, uh, you know, just uh, keeping the guys, uh, just keeping them going pretty much for, for the 60 minutes. And uh, obviously it's a, the classic case of uh, not being able to see games out. Yeah, well, I'll just come on to that in, in a minute. But um, I think just to finish up on the discipline thing, they'd said, I'm sure on free sports, something like, you know, we were down near the bottom in terms of penalty minutes um, we had nine or Milton had nine power plays on the night uh, and we only killed five of them so uh, that wasn't ideal although we, we both kind of agreed that Wallace, Tim Wallace was was on fire that night but uh, yeah. five out of nine is not, is not great going forward so uh, we did get that, that one power play goal though um, so it's kind of been the power play was ticking along quite nicely not, not so much at the weekend but uh, there weren't as many power plays then so not really a worry since it started to pick up uh, a wee bit at the moment um, yeah. and obviously Connolly's one of your top guys on that unit so it is what it is but, so Friday yeah um, I was there and it was the first, first period I thought it wasn't brilliant, um, but uh, I thought we were we were good enough for the lead. Sheffield were quite sloppy. Uh, two goals from Becker, and it was good to see him back back scoring again. And actually, um, he he has been among the points recently, which I think we've kind of agreed is good. Uh, but he got two two goals in that first period. I think um, first one was an instinctive. 
finished from the slot and in the second one as well from a really similar position caught uh, caught the keeper out I think it was Clymie in goals for Sheffield uh, yeah but no two good goals and I thought uh, Pitt and Becker really looked lively then uh, especially the second goal was a, a great shift um, it might have been Gutwald as well uh, we were cycling in their end for about a minute a minute and a half and you could see they were just knackered and eventually Becca found a bit of space and uh, yeah I think we went in there deserving that lead um, second period I can't remember the exact uh, timings of the goals but uh, the third one was somebody Stanish uh, that's right it was Stanish yeah um, that from where we were, we were down. Uh, yeah, I think we were in M. Um, and from the angle, it looked like an unbelievable shot enough the post that actually went through Climbing's legs. Uh, yeah, a quite a good finish. And then the the fourth goal was really good. Uh, Hansen really well set up by I think it was Granton, and he rounds the keeper. And at that point, you're thinking, uh, brilliant, especially because. You knew that the guys had had that game on Wednesday night and maybe maybe they're a bit tired. Uh, but then Sheffield started to, to grow into it, um, exerted a bit of pressure and they did the same to, to us as we did to them, you know, trapping us in the zone for long periods of time. Uh, and a couple of goals, I was actually raging, I know I'd said this to you, I was really annoyed by the nature that we conceded the goals. Just... Uh, a failure to get get the puck and out the zone give I'm not saying you want to ice it all the time but give the guys a wee bit of a break and get a change but I suppose when a, a team's a good team keeps you hemmed in the zone it, it's difficult uh, but I think the first one you know was a chance to clear it we didn't uh, and then a corner gets gets a good chance and puts it past Rumpel and you think right okay fair enough the second though was uh, where you started to really feel the momentum turn. I think that was still in the second period. Uh, it was Josh Pitt got a, a really good shot over Rumpel's shoulder right in the top corner. Yeah. Uh, Sully had got a stick stuck in in between in, under the dasher behind the net, and uh, it was just one of those that you felt the momentum turn. And I I'd actually said at that point we we're going to lose this, which is mega negative but uh, yeah. yeah it just annoys me that we let teams back in the game I know after it Pete Russell had said we're tired and he didn't he wasn't that disappointed but I think a couple of simple mistakes there uh, let them back in it you know if we go in at 4-1 yeah. or 4-0 uh, then Sheffield to me aren't really seeing their way back in it but the two goals they, they scored immediately I know this is basically just a run commentary but he scored straight oh, straight away in the third period. I think something like fourteen or sixteen seconds. Yeah, uh, sixteen seconds. It was Della Rivera. He picked up the fucking rounded Rumpel, who was sort of caught up in the defenseman. Um, and actually at that point, you know, it could have Sheffield were all over us in that period. I think we hardly had a shot, maybe three or four shots, and they must have. From my recollection, they had about twelve. 12 or so in that third period, but it seemed like the ice was completely tilted. Saying that, held out well, uh, gave them a couple of 
good quality chances still with some mistakes but by the time the last minute came you kind of thought we might actually do this uh, <laughs> although they definitely deserved the equaliser when it came even though it was a real scrambly one I think O'Connor had a shot and it must have hit somebody in front and looked over Rumpo and that horrible feeling uh, sets in and then heading into overtime uh, they're a really quick team we had a, sh- a chance the odd chance down at, down at our end with Pitt Becca uh, and then there was a heart and mouth <laughs> moment where Grattan was skating out just in a set play from behind the net and you could see before he dropped it he's going to give this away here and he just dropped it off to, you know, for someone to come on to, but they were on completely different wavelengths. Uh, so we luckily got away with that one. Uh, but then their goal was Matheson just skating in on his off wing and he goes across Rumble under his blocker and just horrible stuff, really. Um, throwing away that lead, regardless of what kind of condition the players are in. I, I think... Uh, you know, if you look at the games, going to Milton Keynes there, if we'd picked up a win there, a, a win against Sheffield and then the good result on Sunday, you know, that'd have been great. We'd have been uh, yeah. doing really well. But sweet things like that. I mean, it, it felt like a defeat. Um, but it yeah. was just a couple of times, you know, trying to overplay the puck. Um Guys like Earhart, who are really good going forward, I think, but defensively try try a couple of strange, overcomplicated things, I think, sometimes. And it just annoyed yeah. me. Um, but yeah, so that was the story of the game. I mean, Sheffield, for how badly they started, they sort of dominated the, the second half and maybe deserved something. But from 4-0 up, we can't, can't be letting that slip. No, I agree. And again, it's it's kind of like you said, there was a few sort of defensive errors. and So I think for Sheffield's first one, uh, coming back in, I think it was Becker that sort of failed to clear, clear the zone. Um, and then obviously for the second one, you pointed out about, uh, about Sully's stick getting trapped. Yeah, I mean, so, that, that was unlucky. But I think yeah, before yeah. that, there's a couple of times you think just... Um, be be solid or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it was it was a horrible horrible goal. Yeah, it's just one of those things, and it is probably a bit unfortunate. But um, that's you know it's a, it's a few goals now that Sully's uh, looked a bit suspect defensively, and um, you know I, I think it's probably fair to question that now. Um, Della Rivera as well, interestingly, get obviously Sheffield's third and got an assist on the fourth as well so he's uh, looking a bit a bit more lively uh, for Sheffield yeah I mean they, that first period they were ordinary uh, totally um, you know I, I was saying this that in seasons past when Sheffield came in with the likes of uh, you know Fretter, Wah uh, O'Connor is there now still but um, guys like that, you, you always thought, Valdix even, um, you always thought they're really dangerous. Um, 
not so much now, but I think O'Connor's made a huge difference to them. Um, and they're confident. You know, they're definitely not the best team in the league. But when somebody's confident, uh, it's uh, it's quite hard to, to keep them down. And I think that was the case with Sheffield. Um, they yeah. didn't, they weren't sort of, uh, you know, a, a class above, but uh, they did, did what they needed to do. And um, we just looked dead on our feet, to be honest, by the end. But I thought it was good to see Beck and Pitt back at it. Pitt, especially for one or two of the early goals, uh, did really well to strip the puck off the Sheffield defence and then set up. Uh, yeah, he is good at that. One of, yeah, defense, unbelievable. So. Must be a nightmare to play against. <laughs> uh, a good, he's good at the shuffle as well, as it turns out. Uh, the floss <laughs> even, sorry, the floss. What am I talking about, the shuffle? Good at the floss, um, but no, you want to see that partnership back again because that's that's what we know and love. Um, and I yeah. thought Hansen was was good again. Uh, he's just a really good energy player, but he's also got skill and is, has been scoring. You know, because as we said at the start of the season, we didn't really remember Hansen that much playing for Manchester, but now I think I notice him every game for us. Uh, whether that's him playing in a different system or whatever, but I think he's been great. Yeah, I would, I would agree, hundred percent. You think he's been, he's been brilliant since he came in. Uh, Bierum as well. You know, we kind of spoke about it, both of them um, before the start of the season. So hoping that they would be, you know, these kind of players, and you know, they've done they've done a job. They've they've done really well since they've come in. Um, just uh, hitting the ground running and. Uh, getting a few points on the board as well and that definitely helps your your top two lines as well um, having that third line that can uh, put themselves about and, and also get points Yeah for sure because if Connolly comes back yeah, and continues um, Pitts picking up Becker's had a, a good run um, and then guys like uh, Hansen, Peacock will be contributing then and that's what you want but uh, yeah it was just it was one of those games I think obviously the two points were there and that would have been a, another good four point weekend um, but yeah as it was uh, overtime defeat um, Saturday was a game that neither of us were at unless you actually said you weren't going but then secretly did uh, but I guess you could call it. It was the, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, true. You could call it the the revenge match. Um, we're playing Milton again home this time, and uh, ran out six three winners in the end. Uh, and that guy Becca again five points in the game. Huge. Three points for Pitt and two goals for Granton. Albeit, Killeen uh, was banned for that game, so I guess. <laughs> that was one good thing that came out of the six one Hamlin was that we managed to get their keeper banned for the next game. Uh, yeah. and that probably made a difference. I mean Adam Goss has been good as a backup but he's not Colleen. Um no. so yeah. Yeah, I mean six, six three in the end and I don't know. That's uh excluding the overtime goal, that's 
seven goals conceded in two games at home. That's maybe not ideal, but uh, ten scored. So just about finding the, the right side of that balance. Yeah, I think, you know, in this game as well, going 5-1 up and then um, conceding, conceding two goals within a minute, you're thinking this is... <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's just happening again, but yeah. um, I suppose it's a wee bit of credit to, to the defence who managed to um, stop the rot and uh, Josh Grattan getting that short-handed goal as well. Um, to sort of see the game out, so so that was good. Yeah, obviously, as you've said, uh, Becca with five points on the night, so I think that makes, that makes him our top point scorer now. So it just... Right, so it's, it's, it's it turns around just, as quickly as that. Yeah, exactly. Does that just uh, show that we've not we've not got scored that many points? Really, I don't know, but uh, nah. possibly yeah. It's good. It's maybe good something to back up there. Yeah. Um, Pat getting a goal and two assists. Uh, getting three assists uh, as well. So that was good. Good to see. Uh, and then Grattan obviously uh, improving his his goal scoring. Uh, tally on the season as well so um, yep. I think from that point of view you know over the past uh, weekend it's, it's looked a lot better um, but yeah as, as you say the defence is still still a bit of a worry Yeah I, I saw a couple of negative comments about Grattan being lazy and stuff but I, I think um, I think I, mean, I think it's the opposite that, that there's a yeah there's a there's a couple of times on Friday he was raging at Tansky eh, for you know not giving him the puck in, in decent situations, but I think no, nah, I think Grattan's been really good, um, and yeah, I mean everyone gets caught out on on the odd long shift, and you notice mistakes, but I think for what what's been expected of him, as we said last week, I think he's been eh, top drawer to be honest. Um, yeah. And I like I like having him in the team, but yeah, another no, another two goals there. Uh, one thing that that I would say zero for four on the power play, so um, something that I think we've got to keep keep an eye on because we do seem to go through periods of of it being good, uh, and then not so good. Uh, so I don't know. It's difficult. You. I think Conley's a big a big loss on that, to be honest. I'm not putting it down solely to him, but I think having him back there will see that pick up. Um Yeah, I think so. See just uh, gives gives the team a bit of a drive. Um you know, it's it's okay we're sort of, I think we've been patient on the power play and sort of just looking to try and find that gap to get a clear shot in. Um and I think, you know, maybe Conley sort of forces the issue maybe a wee bit more than uh, the other guys, but um, yeah, I think it's, I it's, agree, nothing yeah. to, it's nothing really to, to worry about just now, I don't think, but um, if it does continue, then it will become an issue. Yeah, yeah, you can do that, you can give you that goal kind of out the corner or whatever from nothing. Um, yeah. So. You see Grattan's uh, post-match interview as well. It's quite I, funny. I did, yeah, it was funny. Um, there was a there was a talk about people being disappointed he didn't turn up for the post match signing, but I think he'd said something about it being a, a family emergency or whatever. So, 
Um, oh, right. It was. That was kind of squat. Uh, quashed that rumor that he just couldn't be arsed or whatever it was. Um, but right. no, the interview was funny. I thought it made me laugh. It was good. <laughs> Spoke pretty positively. So I think he's just that kind of guy. Um, yeah. Maybe looks sometimes looks disinterested, but quite the contrary. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he's well. I mean, Taz anyway. Definitely showing it on the ice. As well, you can see the passion there. Obviously, if you're saying that he was sort of shouting at Tansky and stuff, um, yeah, he was smashing his stick off the ice as well. Yeah, so I mean, the, the passion is there, and that's that's good to see. You know, a guy like that with his CV coming in, you know, um, again, just uh, talking around in circles about previous guys I've had, but um, no, it's just it's a nice, uh, it's a nice change to see for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I guess yeah, a, a good way to to uh, end the weekend there on, on a high note against Milton Keynes, given they absolutely pumped us the last time. Um, although I think, as I said, the the four points there that weekend were there for the taking. Um, but just standings wise, then that that leaves us uh, eighth and eighth um, with nineteen points. After 18 games now, Sheffield are, are one point ahead, having played three more, but um, it's it's looking really tight there between Guildford in fifth uh, and Manchester in ninth. Uh, there's only three points there. Um, so, I mean, positions are changing all the time and games like that one on Friday, the odd point, could could prove crucial. Obviously, it's not make or break point, but um, yeah, I mean, we need to start trying to claw our way up there. I think the likes of Coventry and Guildford are the teams we should be we should be targeting to to get above at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I would I would agree with that. Um, I think you know maybe the sort of top three or four teams um, maybe exclude nothing in that just because they've played uh, a fair few more games than others but um, so you know even like Belfast, Fife and Cardiff are in, are in this, a wee group of their own type thing and then you've got uh, Nottingham, Guildford Country, Sheffield ourselves in, in Manchester as you say um, so sort of scrapping out for uh any position really between fourth and, and ninth, so that'll be a good battle to see. Yeah. Yeah, as the season progresses. Yeah, for sure, and obviously playing each team an even number of times, so um, a bit more. Well, I guess it is it is even to to see where teams end up, but yeah, crucial games against against them, and and none more so. Uh, next weekend, I'll come to in a sec, but it just shows you. Uh, to finish off in the standings, Milton Keynes, for example, have got two wins, uh, one against us and then uh, Coventry on Sunday um, has taken them off the bottom and, and now Dundee sitting there. So even those two, I mean, they're a fair bit off, off the playoff positions at the moment, but um, two teams that can, you know, cause, cause teams problems and... Um, not saying they're going to get back in the playoffs, but uh, games against them are, are always going to be dodgy, and we've just really proved that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, 
No, exactly. I think they will just, uh, stay within touch um, throughout the season. I can't really see all obviously Dundee have had a, a bad run recently, but um, as you say, Milton Keynes are starting to pick up a wee bit. Um, I'm sure it won't be long before Dundee will be the same. Yeah, they always do pick up Dundee. Um, maybe so more so in the second half of the season, but um, I think yeah they'll they'll find their form a bit. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of changes maybe even there, but uh, Milton Keynes picking up themselves, so Dundee uh, wouldn't want to to let them get too far away. So uh, Saturday then we we've just got one game this weekend, I believe. Uh, and it's Saturday night at home to Guildford, uh, and I will definitely be going to that because I want to see Guildford. Yeah, I think I'll be going as well. Um, again, just uh, not, don't really get to see Guildford that often. Um, although you, you will this season, I guess. But um, and obviously last season saw them once or twice, um, so it'll be good to see. Again, obviously they're a good team in. Uh, well organised and have that good solid core of players um, that always get points so I think it'll be a, a good game an interesting game uh, and you know it's probably a game that we have to win yeah really fast team uh, and a couple of guys who are you know their special teams I think are their sort of speciality guys like Akrid and Dunbar and stuff I, I don't actually think I saw them last year so Look forward right. to that. I think they've got a bit better since last year. Uh, they've kind of improved. So, yep, I think a big game. Um, and uh, I, I actually fancy us to to beat them, given you know Conley being back in one game over the weekend. I think uh, we'll win favourites. Well, not favourites, but I think I, I can see us picking up the win there. Mountain uh, Guildford playing midweek. And then on Sunday as well, so uh, that being the middle game of, of three, uh, I quite fancy us to to get a win, but it will be it will be tough. And if if we defend as poorly as we have recently, then they'll definitely make us pay. Um, so I can I can only see us having to score a fair few to win it, but I think we will. Yeah, I agree. Um, Guildford put was it eight past Manchester on Sunday, so yeah. Yeah. I mean that that just shows you what they're, what they are capable of. So we definitely need to be a lot better at the back. Um, I wonder if you'll throw Tansky uh, back in the back in the defence to sort of help out a wee bit uh, for that one with Conley coming back. Yeah, maybe maybe so. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, try and change something. I don't know what he'll do systematically, but uh, we need to need to deal with them because they've got a lot of firepower, as we say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. A lot of Guildford players I want to see. So, um, if it, not going as a neutral, obviously, but I think it will potentially be good. A good game at, would be good as a neutral. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, you taking Clan then? I'm taking Clan. Are you? Yeah, I'll go Clan as well. Uh, just before we uh, cover the the rest of the the games. Uh, in the schedule there, um, we'd we'd both mentioned the the fact that the highlights had become good again, but then a couple of oddities recently where some games have disappeared. So we we had highlights from Sheffield, 
game on Friday there, but we've had nothing from Coventry. Was it was that Sunday or was it Saturday before? Uh, yes, Saturday last week. Not even had our two minute snippet, so I don't know what's going on there. Nah, I mean, it's just it's just really unprofessional, really, isn't it? Um, to not even not even have this uh, two minute, you know, even if there's a uh, press for time or whatever, just even get the goals out. So you know, folk that aren't going can see them. Um, I was going to ask as well about. Um, Something else that maybe come on after. Uh, we discuss the highlights, but I'm still looking for the the Milton Keynes highlights as well from Saturday that are still to come out. Yeah, it's just not good really overall, is it? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, I I'd wanted to see the highlights from the country game, so. Uh, yeah, exactly. As Were good you, as as you good as your there. descriptions are, uh, I've not seen them. Um, no, no. And then, obviously, the only game I spent 15 minutes describing there for you, the highlights <laughs> are already out, so... Yeah. And that was the game we lost. That was the game we lost, yeah, so... It's a new strategy, maybe they're just... Get that sorted out, yeah, it was like that time Cardiff lost 8-1 to Belfast, and they just... <laughs> after it was 4-1 or whatever, they just stopped, tweet- stopped tweeting what the score was. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, strange, but... Um, anyway, yeah. just the the games from last last week then that that we hadn't talked about. Uh, there was our where are we here? Yeah. The, well, this, sorry, just to to finish off. Then I just wanted to ask about the crowds and stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah. At the game on Friday, and it, you know from the highlights, it didn't look very good. No, it wasn't really good. Um, I think obviously I don't really know what the story is with it but when there's no no drumming things in section N I think it makes a big difference uh, to the atmosphere yeah. um, you know it was, it was okay when when it went 4-0 and it's going well but uh, nah a lot of empty seats and then when Sheffield are turning up with at least you know 200 odd away fans they weren't the loudest either especially not the way they started but yeah. um when a team, when they're getting the momentum like that, you want some sort of pushback. Uh, and I think the crowd crowd helps with that, uh, if there is one. But no, it was, it was poor. Um, and I don't know, don't know what it was like on Saturday. Um, but, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's not good in general. It's a good five, six hundred away from you know, being something nearly approaching reasonable, I'd say. Yeah. So I think, I don't know what it was on uh, Friday, but I think Saturday the attendance was 2,200. Yeah, it was It was just over 2,000, I think, on Friday. Right. So of, course, of course, the away contingent there is at least 200. 200 so. of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I can't imagine that there were many Milton fans on, on Saturday, but maybe a few, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd heard that they were maybe given, they maybe gave some tickets away, uh, for that game. Right. I don't know. I've obviously, weren't weren't there, so uh, can't really comment on it. But just as a sort of general point, um, obviously we know that the price of tickets have gone up, um, and I'm just sort of worried now that they're sort of pricing a lot of people out 
um, especially in the run up to Christmas as well. There's a lot of games uh, coming up in December as well. So um, I wonder what their what their plans going to be for that because you know I don't think you'd be expecting any more than than what you're getting. Yeah, no, and it is it is expensive. I mean that obviously not anywhere near going to every game, but now think what teams do I want to see sort of thing and uh, opposition yeah. wise uh, rather than thinking I want to go want to go every week because it is expensive um, I saw they'd maybe done something for the Cardiff Challenge Cup game but I think you've got to be you've got to be doing more get that crowd up towards 3,000 yeah. uh, whatever it is so what was the thing um, as well there was something about the Sheffield game that was, it wasn't on the season ticket or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got no idea what that's about. Given it was a league game. If I had a season ticket, I'd be absolutely furious if that game wasn't on it. I know, I don't know why that was. I've got no idea what the reason is, but I'd have thought, you know, every regular season league game should be on the season ticket, so... Yeah, you would think so. No idea. Uh, given that this the season obviously starts with a ton of Challenge Cup games that you have to pay for anyway, yeah, um, yeah, it seems it seems a bit shite. So, uh, definitely, I think they need to sort of rethink their strategy now coming coming up to Christmas. But I won't hold my breath. No, of course. It's weird because we don't we don't really tend to talk about the sort of off, the off ice stuff that much, but just no, no, um, I like to. Just observational that generally, yeah. But it does, it does. Then when it starts to affect what happens on the ice, then yeah, yeah. I think fair enough, yeah. and it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely starting to do that. Yeah, I think we've got to look at something. What that is, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't really want to spend much time on it either. But um, yeah, it's a consideration because it is affecting things. So anyway, yes. Anyway, so there's just the. <laughs> The uh, pumping six one pumping during the week and then Friday again we've we've discussed but uh, elsewhere on Saturday Cardiff uh, sort of arose from their slump you could say uh, beating Nottingham in what looked like quite a good game uh, in overtime three two uh, so that's that's definitely a good way to bounce back from an eight one defeat. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just trying to get the game sheet up here, but you know they are sort of running, uh, running teams a bit a lot closer than uh, than previously. Uh, Cardiff, so you know taking an, an overtime when I think they'll take anyone um, that they could have to sort of get back on track. But it just sort of shows you how how important um, Ben Blood was to them, really. Yeah. Yeah. So losing that. You know, it's uh, had a, a wee bit of a detrimental effect to the team so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, but getting back on track, I guess, with that, and, and you obviously thought that they would, but um, it was just a, a bit of a shock, really, considering how good they'd been. So uh, I think everyone's got a chance against them, for sure. Um, Dundee went to Coventry and lost 5-2. Uh, I think the game was close for... Quite a while, um, Pasha pulled the keeper relatively early, um, which led to led to that scoreline. But 
Dundee finding themselves uh, a little better performance-wise this weekend. Another couple of defeats in there. Struggling at the moment to find find anything. Uh, and now obviously we said on the foot of the table. Yeah, but strange. Um, yeah, just having a look at the, at the box score there, it was pretty close. Um, and Coventry went 3-2 in front, so it was seven and a half minutes to go in the game, and then, as you say, a couple of empty net goals um, in the last minute made it look a lot worse than, than what it actually was. Yeah. Um, so it's just a bit... It's difficult, you know, Dundee are... Um, you know, we, we did think going into the season they probably had the weakest roster, but, um, you know, we can expect that Pasha teams have uh, been able to raise their game. Um, I think they are doing that, just sort of coming up short uh, in a few of these games. Yeah, I know. Um, and those those two teams kind of tie in nicely um, because Cardiff went to Dundee on Sunday uh, and won 6-3. Um Again, from all accounts, a, a close game. A much better performance from Dundee, but uh, Cardiff there getting getting another win, and that kind of takes them back on track a bit and keeps uh, keeps Dundee down there. Um, yeah, I mean, n- not really too much more to say, I think, on those two. No, I don't think so. Um, just interestingly, Dundee outshot Cardiff uh, 37 to 30, so... Yeah. Um so I mean that that start alone just shows you so again how how close the game was. Yeah, it's hard hard place to go, Dundee for sure. Um, but just sort of finding ways to lose. I think making a few crucial errors, which we also are, but we're managing to score. Um, at yeah. the other end, and Dundee aren't. So um, that's kind of the way of things there. Uh, we also had a good one for Manchester at home to Guildford. Um, that gives me hope, I guess, for our game next week. Um, but Manchester below us at the moment, and the standings not not done so well. But always at home, it's difficult. Uh, and there was obviously that that was the first time I think they'd played since the game with a ton of penalties. That be right. Remember that one where the <laughs> the. Penalty shoot was unbelievable. Um, so I don't yep. know. I don't know how much niggle there was in that. Just, just looking, not that much. Uh, well, a wee bit, but maybe. But I, I mean, Guildford had nine power plays. So I mean, you could look at it from that angle, I guess. But um, but no, in terms of overall penalties, it's not really that bad. Um, Although the majority of them did go uh, Manchester's way, um, but a good sort of character win for them as well, coming back from two 0 down. Yeah. Uh, getting a a late goal, Mike Hammond. Yeah. Uh, with a winner there, so. Yeah, good good win for them, um, and uh, then that that was reversed on Sunday, kind of emphatically, I guess. Guildford, as we yeah. said, winning eight three, so. That's the Jekyll and Hyde Manchester, I think. Um, I'd be very confident playing them at home, but then going down to Manchester, uh, a bit of a different story. Uh, so yeah, 8-3, that Guildford are definitely, definitely not shy of scoring. I think 
if we give them that many power play chances uh, when we play, then we'll be we'll be in trouble. But um, just having a look at the three game uh, Guildford thirteen power plays. Yeah, I mean that's what what were they on the power play? I think they got quite a few. Six. Six, right. six, six or thirteen. So that's almost fifty percent. I mean, that's excellent. Yeah, so that's you know something else to be wary about. Yeah. Um, I think we need to keep our discipline as well. Yeah. Uh, again, just like looking at the the penalties, um, Dan Byers uh, appears uh, quite a lot there. Um, of course, it does. Two minutes for clipping. <laughs> He's a barber now. <laughs> Uh, abuse official penalties, cross checking, roughing, just your usual, your usual Dan Byers. Yeah, I mean he, he's. I'm sure he's their captain this year, but he's. Yeah, he likes to play on the just, edge. Yeah. Um, but no, so good, good win for Guildford there. We got got to be wary of that. Um, Fife had two games at the weekend. The first one was against Sheffield at home. They were. Beaten quite comprehensively six two, uh, Sheffield sort of rolling on there, as they have been. Uh, a bit of a surprise there for me, but I don't think Fife really turned up from all accounts. And as good as they've been, Fife they do have the odd game where, uh, you know, they really underperform, and and that was one of them. Yeah, quite a few penalties in that game as well. Um, but again, you know, Ben O'Connor was talked about. Me. Coming back and he's uh, revitalised uh, the team. Another uh, four assists uh, in that game as well. So it just proves just how uh, instrumental he is to the team. Um, and Robert Dowd as well getting a hat trick. Sorry, four. You know, four of the five. Four of the six. Can I count? Yeah. Two two brilliant players. Uh, both kind of probably the, the top end GB guys. Um, so yeah. Sheffield having them I think's a big boost and as I said Jael Connor been in there a real danger man and Dowd had been injured for a good chunk at the start of the season so starting to find form now and that's ominous um, wasn't you know too too noticeable I wouldn't say on, on Friday but had the odd the odd chance so um, yeah they'll, they'll be climbing up the league I've got no doubt about that Uh yeah, Fife's other game they improved uh, a fair bit and lost in a, a shootout down in Nottingham uh, it's only one out of four points for them but uh, I think they, they certainly turned that around and for Nottingham themselves three out of four points uh, no yeah. no real uh, surprise losing in Cardiff but they'll take the point there um, and then two against five, so it's hard hard to sum up Nottingham, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't know what, the, what Nottingham team you're going to get. Yeah, they're up there, but they've played played more games. Um, I, I, I certainly fancy our chances against them. We've matched up really well, but uh, yeah. yeah, they're always always dangerous. So, um, yep. Uh, the other thing worth a mention there, not not league, but Belfast were playing in the Continental Cup, and although they they did lose on Sunday, I think they managed to get through to what I believe is called the Super Final, which is next year, I think. 
Um, so fair play to them, they did well and they've been playing well. Um, so not really surprised. Uh, although good, really good win against uh, Medvis Czech Zagreb, who have quite a few former elite league players in their roster. Um, John yeah. Armstrong, uh, the other guy from Nottingham last year, uh, who I can't remember, it'll come back to me, defenseman. Um, but yeah, no, they're a good team, so Belfast, uh, congrats to them for getting through that. And, you know, I, I think they've got, I don't know who they play in the finals, but, you know, they've got every chance to do what, what Nottingham did. Yeah, definitely. A couple um, of years ago and win it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know they can they can compete with with anyone really on on their day. Um, we're sort of seeing that in the league now. They're uh, you know seven wins in a row in the league, and um, that probably gave them a good a good boost going into that as well. Yeah, I think Belfast are the team to beat uh, in our league. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. Um, Jan Sove is the guy I was thinking of from Nottingham last year. Oh, plays yeah. in Zagreb. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I got another guy, Kyle Hardy, who used to play in Nottingham for a few games. Uh, right. But no, good team. Also, uh, Sebastian Silvestre from Belfast last year. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, good team. Although I, th- I think they had injuries, but good to Good win for Belfast. So, um, yeah, that that was last weekend, and then just projecting forward to this week. Other than the, the clan game we've covered, um, we've got another live TV game, and it's Coventry against Guildford on Wednesday. Um, who do you fancy for that? It's a close call for me. Um, uh, I think you know Coventry have sort of slipped a wee bit recently. Um, yeah, actually, they didn't. Sorry, I think I'd missed. Missed the Cov- Milton Keynes. Oh, we had said that Milton Keynes had beaten Coventry, but we didn't really oh, right, okay. say any more about it. But, uh, yeah, no, just carry on it as you were saying in the midweek game, but with the yeah. knowledge that they were beaten by Milton on Sunday. Yeah, so, um, and obviously two defeats against us as well, so um, they'll definitely be looking to bounce back, and obviously the game being on TV as well. Um, might give them an extra boost, and you know they've got they've got Belfast um, on on Saturday uh, as well. So you know they'll probably look at that game thinking that's maybe their best chance of getting two points. Although it's it's two home games, so I don't know. It's a difficult one to call. Um, I'm gonna I'll go Coventry. That'll be close. I'm picking Guildford. Okay. That <laughs> I can see why. That I can. I the other. Other game on Wednesday seems to be every other Wednesday that Cardiff play Fife for whatever reason. Um, I'm, I'm sure they've played. They played two Wednesdays like, yeah. ago and then before that as well. I think Fife actually went down there and won. But uh, yeah, Cardiff Fife. You obviously got to pick Cardiff as per yep. your promise, and, and I think I will do too. Um, although you know. Fife win that, then uh, they're still, still. I don't know how you describe it, but you know they'll still be really almost serious 
serious contenders beating beating Cardiff again uh, if they do that but just whether they can overcome that inconsistency yeah no, that's it but you know one, one point from four at the weekend they'll be against yeah, Sheffield and team, but uh, they'll be looking to yeah. go there and get a win Sheffield and Nottingham yeah but teams that a, a, a non-form five can beat so uh, yeah. they'll still be disappointed with their sort of high standards that they've set um, Saturday then Coventry Belfast yeah uh, Belfast agree Dundee five big rivalry game there I'm going to I'm going to say Fife and Overton yeah that's actually not the worst shout I think that'll be close yeah I'd agree do you know what I'm going to go Dundee Overtime good I think they'll break their streak good for you um, Manchester Cardiff yeah uh, Cardiff agreed Tricky. I'll be in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cardiff. And then Milton against Nottingham. Maybe closer than it would appear, but Nottingham. Yeah. Same for me. Sunday, Sheffield, Manchester. Sheffield. Yeah. No doubts. No, no doubts. doubts no. Get on your coupons. Manchester, <laughs> away game for Manchester. Uh, could be goals, could be penalties. Um, yeah. Cardiff, Milton. Cardiff. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know why I'm asking you, but it's just for the purposes of the people who don't have the fixture list in front of them, you see. Aye. Uh, well, that's, that's fair. Guildford, Belfast. <sighs> End of a tough run for Guildford, that is. Wednesday, Saturday. Well, not, not really a three-game weekend, so maybe not so much, but uh, playing Belfast. Potentially depends on, on our game, but potentially, um, yeah. I'll, I'll take Belfast. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Belfast just I think in overtime or penalty shots. Yeah, and finally, Fife Dundee, the return return leg of that reverse leg. Uh, that'll be close as well, I think. Yeah. I'll take five for that one as well, but it'll be close. Yeah, five at home, I think, just. But I think, yeah, the Dundee revival will will get them a, a win on that Saturday against five. That's what I'm going to say. Good. Um, okay, so uh, another couple of things I had noted about about the games, and you'd also mentioned to me one of them was the ineligible Sheffield player incident um, although it, it's not too exciting really I think uh, what had happened it was Matt DeLuca had was officially registered correctly but had been left out of the game sheet from the weekend Yeah. Uh, and somebody pointed that out so uh, he shouldn't have been playing so he was obviously he played the whole of the clan game but it was noticed on Sunday and then he, he was removed but just reading into it if you know if, if he plays any part in a goal and it's you know the referees are notified before play restarts then the goals disallowed but any previous goals would count that he's taken part in so you know it wouldn't right. it wouldn't have really affected anything it's not like no uh, 
the game against us is invalid or whatever, but it's just a, seems quite a, a, an unprofessional mistake, given that he was correctly on game sheets the week before. I don't know why it would... Why it would... Uh, why it disappear for the next week. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah. Uh, seemed a bit... A bit unprofessional. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... You know, it is what it is. It's just a, a, an admin error. Um, but, you know, he, he was registered correctly and, you know, he should have been playing, so we can't really have any any gripes for that. It was just a funny stoppage in the five highlights where uh, they went over to the side of the ice and somebody gave them a clipboard and they were going down the roster. Uh, I don't know if there was a penalty handed out because... Sheffield were raging at the fact that it was called or whatever, but right. bit of a strange one. Um, and yeah, why why that's not really noticed or checked? Why it wasn't checked and noticed in the Friday game is kind of beyond me to be honest. I'd have thought there'd be some sort of exchange of game sheet kind of thing. Uh, yeah, you would think so. You know, well, obviously we we need to have we'll be given their game sheet as well the referees. Um, and maybe oh, sure, maybe yeah. they would maybe the referees wouldn't notice straight away during play, but somebody would have, you'd have thought so. A bit of a strange one. Yeah, definitely. But that's what it is. Yeah. Was there <clears throat> anything else from the weekend that you wanted to bring up? Um. I, well, I'd noticed it was either yesterday or this morning that uh, Nottingham released Jacob Doy. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't actually see that because that's just reminded me of the the Cardiff signing uh, as well. Um, uh, but yeah, Doty, I hadn't noticed that. I believe, uh, I believe so. Um, unless I just, unless I dreamt it, but I don't know why I would have done that. That would be a hilarious dream. <laughs> I'd just try to look for it now because I actually, you know, I can't really see it. But he's <laughs> <laughs> actually, he's actually. Dreaming, dreaming roster changes. Oh, um, what is it? I don't know, but while, while you look it up, just briefly then, Cardiff, I guess this is their replacement for Ben Blood, um, although they brought in Evan Mosey. Uh, Drew Scheistel, I'm guessing the pronunciation. Uh, good CV. A lot of AHL games. Uh, drafted 2007 by Buffalo. Um El so, Buffalo. <laughs> exactly. Colombian. The Colombian NHL franchise. <laughs> uh, actually, most recently played with Red Jack Zagreb, but he's not played the start of this season. Um, but no, it look, looks like a good good CV player. I'm sure, sure he'll fit in. Cardiff don't really sign duds, to be honest. Um, but no. yeah, he'll, he'll be slotting into Ben Blood's position, so... Um, that's their replacement there. Um, you find anything on Doty? I did. It was uh, well, it's on um, the Panthers website because the IHL apparently taking no interest in him. So right. Um, Panthers and Jake Doty have parted company. Uh, he's returned to North America to play in the East Coast Hockey League. Right. Um, I think him and his wife are. Uh, starting a family in the new year so I think it's maybe just uh, something to do with that and just wanting to try and uh, settle back down in 
uh, North America. Mm. Fair enough. Um, I don't know, I've not got his stats in front of me, um, how he did in Nottingham. Uh, I'm sure you'll maybe look that up, but uh, or I should instead of being a lazy <laughs> so. Uh, I'm on it, I'm on it. Um, but yeah. Fill in the gaps. I mean, it, it kind of was potentially a strange signing when they picked him up. We, we saw flashes. Um, you know, you get. I think so. I think we saw flashes and points. Right. Stuff is maybe not, you know, the maybe fastest skater and stuff, but um, I thought I thought at times he had something. Um, just the three points in nineteen games for Nottingham, so yeah, not good. Yeah, not great. Maybe not so much of a surprise, but uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, Going out to Big Alan, Alan Americans. Yeah, Big Alan. <laughs> oh well, all the best then. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think there was anything else then. You reminded me of the, the Cardiff thing, but nothing else I don't think from, from the hockey world. No. Uh, I guess then on to the, the old Nations League briefly. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to spend 20 minutes sure. explaining how the fuck it works. Nah, I'm only joking. Uh, 20 seconds. Basically, a uh, decent win for Scotland. And I suppose that the biggest surprise... The 4 0 win in Albania was a, an Alex McLeish team scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, uh, an Alex McLeish team, you know, managed to field 11 players. Yeah. That was, that was something. Yeah, a lot of pullets. Um, but I think maybe finally realising that you've got to play form players. Um, and that's probably striking, something striking did towards the end of his reign as well. Um, you know, Forrest has been great and had a really good game. Uh, Christie as well did pretty well from what I saw. Uh, Stephen Fletcher, I'm not still not really entirely convinced what's going on there, but uh, <laughs> picking form players, I think, is the key to this. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, like, obviously Robertson's going to be included as the captain, but doing well at Liverpool and stuff, and just yeah. that confidence comes through in, in, uh, in the national team games and it sets us up for what could be uh, what could be a dramatic match on <laughs> I say dramatic, do you know, it's going to be the exact same as, was it Slovenia we played at the end of the last qualifying campaign? Was yeah. it Slovenia? I think it was. Where we'd, where we'd won a couple of games going in into that and thinking this is it we're going to do it um, and uh, what I'm saying is are Israel going to come into Hamden and beat us well there's always one game every every sort of qualifying campaign that, that Scotland go through uh, and there's always games that Scotland lose and you think that's you know that's where it went wrong because if you if you pick points up there then you're then you're going through I think it's there was a, it was a game in Georgia uh, a few years <laughs> oh, ago yeah, that, yeah. Um, that seems to stick in my memory for whatever reason but uh, you know if you get something out of that then this, you potentially go on and, and qualify but wasn't to be the case um, so I don't know are they, they going to be Israel I actually think they are it's a tall, it's a tall order no it um, is are we going to see an influx of players who now 
decided that they're fit enough to play again. Nah, I, I don't know if he can do that. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, you ju- is it just one squad that they have to? I'm not sure unless I think unless um, players drop out. Right. Okay. Then they can they can call players up, but uh, not really sure how it works. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I would have liked to have seen uh, uh, Patterson playing up front, but obviously uh, Tierney pulled out. Um, so he was uh, reverted to right back. He's sort of favoured Hearts position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know he's he's scoring goals in down in Cardiff, so he's he's doing really well down there, now. So again, it's like you say, you know, picking guys that are in form, and uh, you know, I think it'll be back credit for from McLeish that he's he's managed to do that. I think you know, looking at the midfield, uh, looks really strong. Um, so yeah, I mean, the guys that are in there, um, particularly in the midfield, you know, they, they all that would probably be your. Um, your form, you know, maybe Christy would maybe argue, um, but he's playing well just now as well. So, um, no, it was just you know it was good to see a few goals. I, I felt like it would be one of those games that would be quite tight, and you know if we were all going to win, it would be by the odd goal. Yeah. So, so do you think? Do you think we'll beat Israel on Tuesday? Right. Sorry to, to answer your question. Uh, I'll go. Uh, all right. Okay. I'll say I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be kind of optimistic and say yeah, we will. Right. Okay. I think we will as well. Um, but I wouldn't be. It would be a stretch to. No. Nah. To say that Scotland would would lose. So, <laughs> so shy, isn't it? Um, no, but so does, <laughs> does that that then puts us in a a playoff, a two leg playoff? Is that against one of the other Group C winners? <laughs> Uh, I've got absolutely no idea. Exactly. I'm. I, I think it might be. I think there's four group C's. I'm just guessing here. It could be absolute fucking shite. But I'm. I, I'm so uh, detached from it. I've I know. just. I know. It's, I've taken little interest. It's in as it. complicated as it gets, really. But say, yeah. I'm going to guess it's against one of our group C winners, which at the moment, Serbia, Norway, a. And Finland. Okay, so, so you, don't, you don't want Serbia there, but no, so we'll get Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it works, but yeah, uh, I think we'll beat Israel. So, uh, pick the foreign right. players, get it done. Um, on a, a a wet Tuesday night at Hampton, may not <laughs> even be wet, but I don't think it will be that full. Well, mm, I think it will be. Maybe now. Maybe now the push for the chances there. You might be right, actually. You might be right. Sell out. I'll call it now, actually. Sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, written down a few topics that I'd found for any other business. Um, did you have anything? Uh, no, um, I didn't really have time to. Right. Well to have a look at stuff but you know I, I trust that you've it, you've had that good luck a, a, a very brief uh, a brief swatch was had um, <laughs> a few things uh, the, the first one that came out was um, the the scandal about the farts and darts did you see that? <laughs> oh yeah I did I saw this Gary I've Anderson seen, uh, and the with Gary yeah. Anderson yeah. strange it was a bit strange 
Uh, yeah, I mean, just own up to it. Whoever's, whoever's done it, just fucking yeah. own up to it. Take yeah. it in your stride. Use it. Change your name. Use it as use it as um, use it as ammunition to win the game. I don't know actually did that Anderson win that game. I think he did. Uh, but it was it was strange. I'm not even sure if it was a serious interview to be honest. But uh, the uh, definitely the fact that it made the news as uh, much as it did just shows you the shite that kind of goes about. But. Um, <laughs> You can't imagine a, a story about somebody farting uh, during the Scotland game or whatever, making it to the news ahead of uh, what actually happened in the game. But who knows? If it's, put, if it's putting you off, then you know it's. Smelt, it's not really that good. Smelt, smelt it, it Delta. Smelt it Delta, exactly. Uh, no, Gary Anderson won ten uh, two, so I'm guessing that's why. A classic time, a classic clock scoreline. Yeah. Ten to two against Wesley Harms. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, just, <laughs> just reading it here. Uh, Harm, Harms complained that he was affected by a fragrant smell. <laughs> I love the way they have to spin these things. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Imagine your job is to write an article about that. I know. Classic darts, eh? I know. Uh, Seen that? I've not seen it. I've not seen that sort of uh, story arising from the the darts world. But maybe you'll get more of it. The the world championships over Christmas. We'll see if people actually start employing that as a tactic. Uh, we grenades, we fart grenades, and that. <laughs> what do you like call them? What do you actually call them? Yeah, yeah. Stink uh, bombs. Don't know. They just like stink. Nah, just stink, stink bombs. bombs we right? stink bombs. Not fag grenades. Whatever. Uh, also, uh, Sainsburys are starting to sell insects as pets. Uh, no, to eat. They're selling. Eat? They're selling barbecue flavor crickets as part of a, a change to their food lineup. Actual <laughs> crickets. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of stunned. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> so here we go. Um, Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's are launching barbecue crunchy roasted crickets. 250 Thanks. stores around the country. Experts saying that they're a future of food. Uh, they're mm. going to cost 150 And they have been on sale uh, in Ocado, which is an online supermarket, for five months with mixed reviews. One poster who gave the product one star out of five said... Quote, my hubby said they didn't taste at all of barbecue. All he could taste was fish sauce. Way too expensive as well. But uh, somebody else was absolutely... <laughs> fish sauce? Somebody else was absolutely buzzing. They said, um, quote, tried the final flavour in this selection from Eat Grub and loved this. Much tastier than a bag of crisps without the calories. Couldn't stop eating them. So nah, you've nah. got I'm a Celebrity now uh, available in Sainsbury's. Nah, I don't, you be getting I, yourself a packet? Can you imagine down the pub on a Monday night the quiz? <laughs> yeah, maybe Guys buying pints, yeah, a wee bowl of nuts, and rather than your uh, your crisps, the wee lemon crisps, you're getting a, a pack of crickets. <laughs> a pack of crickets. Aye, no, I don't know, just like, imagine having folk run to your house and you've got like, 
wee bowls of crisps and all that. Oh, your appetisers. And then there's this sort of bowl of, bowl of crickets <laughs> sitting in the middle of the table. Nobody's eating it, obviously. No. And they're all like that. Saying that, I actually think, uh, I actually think I'd maybe try one. Would you? Yeah, just to see. Would you? They just don't, I don't know, it just doesn't look appetising. No, obviously not. <laughs> so, I'd probably, uh, I don't know, I'd maybe try it, but I'd probably pass. No, just okay. so I'd known what it is, uh, it's the whole thing. No. Maybe maybe you just, you disguise them in something else and see how it goes flavour-wise. But just knowing it's crickets but is going to put a, people... In a piece? Or what? <laughs> a piece and cricket. Piece and barbecue cricket, man. Put it in pasta. We pasta shells. Oof. Never top. Or pizza. Pizza top, yeah. Or cheese and cricket pizza. Uh, we used to work at Domino's, so. I did, yeah. Never seen crickets. Not on the pizzas, anyway. Mm. Seen them in the fridge and uh, <laughs> in the store in the back. <laughs> I'd rather eat that than rats, though, probably, so. Yeah. No, that's true. I've not actually. I've not seen crickets and uh, other pizza outlets are available. So, um, also had uh, the the shock news that the official uh, object used to determine what a kilogram weighs. So that they've got this in a museum somewhere or some scientific lab they've got a bit of steel or metal or something that weighs exactly a kilogram and they use this to determine what that weight was if you know what I mean right. uh, but they've decided that it's only been out a few times in the air it's been exposed and it's lost a few atoms uh, equal to the weight of an eyelash so they can't <laughs> use it they can't use it anymore uh, it. as a kilo so uh, they're needing to bring in something else um, so Disaster. they've totally fucked that one up uh, but I can imagine uh, that if you were the guy who'd learned that you specifically had fucked up the weight of that then you'd feel pretty guilty um, did you not just Put an eyelash on it? Yeah, yeah. No, never fucking notice this. Exactly. Amounts to uh, 20 billionth of a gram. Is that, has that just been looked up there? Yes, that's right. that's the official weight of an eyelash apparently. Right, yeah. Well, there you go. I saw, that, I read that they'd been changing some, they kind of modernising some other uh, weights officially what they're compared with so good luck to them but uh, all the best trips <laughs> aye all the, all the best <laughs> you can imagine that getting taken round schools uh, and all the wee heads just taken out of the thing and thrown it about it's a fucking kilo for you wee man what is it day but it's in dead it's a, it's a kilogram oh, but what is it day what is it weigh but <laughs> <laughs> What's heavier? What's heavier? Um, and then the the last the last two things you probably saw this. I know you're all about these kind of stories. The guy who's petitioning to get his age officially changed. 
Actually, I haven't seen that, but right. well, I, I'm, I'm seeing it now for the first time. But right. six, I think he's 69 or something, and he's decided <laughs> that if people can get their gender changed, then I want to be 49. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> so my, my question to you is, if you're to right. pick an age, what would you be? You're getting your age changed. What age do you want to be? Um, well, I don't know. I, I can only go back the way, really, can I? Because that's all I've known. Although, well, it would be interesting to be older. But if you can go back, you can go forward. That's just a number. True. That's that's what they say. Uh, would you? I don't know. Would you get a free bus pass? Would you mm. go forward to get yourself a free bus pass? See, I never use the bus. Still in your twenties. So probably, yeah. Probably still in my twenties, early twenties, probably. Or would you go far enough ahead so that you could retire? <laughs> no, there's, still, there's but, a thought. But still be as young as you are. See there, see that this is endless, endless. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Really that's actually that's actually a proper can of worms or a can of crickets, whatever. How do they do that? If if they let him do it, then surely anybody can do it, and then people are going right. I'm sixty five. I'm retiring. Well, exactly. But then this guy's this guy's fucked up. Thinks he's still got another twenty years of work. True. Yeah. True. Fucking. What a funny man. <laughs> <laughs> guys in the guys in. I was going to say the age office there. Whatever it is that they do it. Guys laugh. Fucked uh, it, mate. Fucked it. Oh no, I didn't mean forty nine. Fuck. What a fucking. Tool. What a fanny. Right. Absolute idiot. And just as much of an idiot as the guy who is claiming that he was injured by, uh, <laughs> by a an overweight passenger on a BA flight. He's, he's claiming claiming injury. I'm assuming compensation. Uh, because he was forced to sit beside a, a large passenger on a plane and said he, said he's injured. He's injured? <laughs> <laughs> I need to look up the official uh, the official story. But <laughs> All right, okay, right, here we go. Uh, Are you on so it? This, yeah. this guy, of course I'm on it. Uh, Stephen Proza, 51. Uh, is suing the airline for £10,000 over his experience on a flight from Bangkok to Heathrow. So, you know, it's about a 12-hour journey or something like that. So, fairly substantial, right? Mr. Prozer, who's five foot three, said the, man, said the man next to him was so large that he had to force his buttocks between the armrests. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm not buying that. I'm sorry. Ten no grand, one. Ten grand, it's good. You imagine get, uh, it's, get your it's a nice, it's a nice wee sum. You're not going to, you're not going overboard, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Ten grand, and then change your age, uh, <laughs> retire. Um, yeah. Although saying that, the 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 guy who was six feet four and twenty two stone, who is the accused, could easily go back and say, well, this guy, this guy caused me injury. You know, the stress of this guy complaining caused me injury, so... I think, you know, I, I don't know. It seems as if this guy didn't complain. He just sat uh, sitting there. Sitting there for 12 hours, just... Injuring himself rather than just saying, <laughs> excuse me, can you move over a wee bit? So, 
Right, said the man, so hard. Right, so what's they saying actually injured him? Due to the size of him, when he placed his arms down, it would rest on my armrest and he would accidentally turn the volume of my audio up. Fucking hell. Oh, so is he claiming right. what, tinnitus? <laughs> that as well, but his knees were wedged against the front seat uh, and the rest of the guy's <laughs> body was spilling into his seat. So His, his knees were against the seat in front of him? Yeah, so the small guy was wedged but the big guy's body spilled over onto the small guy's seat uh, and uh, he could feel the weight of the pure bulk putting lateral pressure on his upper body. This forced me into a position of unnatural posture. I mean, he's saying he's using his, his armrest, but they're, they're, sort of, they're, they're sort of communal, though, aren't they? <laughs> you've got... Yeah, you've got... Well, you've got the, the aisle one... Armrest. The aisle one, which is personalised. Yeah. As, as I'm guessing there's one right against the window if you're sitting in the window. Eh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So you, um, yeah. So then, aye, so, so it's the two in the middle. Yeah, the, the middle one is, is the one up for debate. Um, I suppose it's kind of similar to the cinema where you've got the, the space for the juice or whatever in between the seats. Um, it's up for debate, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't seem well. He didn't seem to be that uncomfortable if he was still managing to uh, get the tunes on. Get the tunes on, eh? <laughs> exactly. If he gets the ten grand, good luck to him. That's what I say. Um, if he gets ten grand for that, then you're you're complaining. claiming you're going to every time I go on a plane. Like for example, for example, uh, the stag do that we were on in the sa. Uh, the other stag that were also on the flight. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Loud noise pollution. Noise pollution. There you are. Ten grand. Thanks very much. And uh, the obviously you could do it kind of PPI style where you could go back uh, to, to previous flights as you said and claim you know, claim claim that that, that has happened. Uh, even without a receipt, you know, they'll the airline will go back historically and, and check check the seat and see who was hitting behind you kind of thing beside you yeah uh, so you'll get these companies like um ppi companies that actually do the do the work for you right so i'm making that up obviously it's like payment protection scotland but for airlines no i know i'm just i'm just i'm thinking this try to think this through could be a good idea there we go another business idea I mean, we're, we're talking them up here. Did I tell you about the idea? I, will. I had an idea, a very loose idea about building like a transatlantic bridge. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I thought about it. I don't know. I don't know if it would go. See, it wouldn't go straight across, but it would need to go via Iceland, probably. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, it's it's a big task, but. Uh, it can be done. And you're you're thinking that, that this hasn't been thought of before? I'm sure it's been thought of, but... But you're claiming it? I'm claiming it. I'm yeah. going to implement it. Um, Get it copyrighted now, so that when it yeah. comes up, you can say, look, yep. that was me. But I, I did think about like a, a sort of channel tunnel style thing, but um, wasn't it going to happen? So, 
uh, the next best thing is to build a bridge. And how long would that journey take? Uh, quite a while, I'm thinking, but it'd be good. There'd be a lot to be a lot to see. <laughs> no, that'd be fuck. Well, let us away, so. It'd be the, it'd be the most boring journey. Uh, well, then I don't know. But you would you would obviously need to have uh, like petrol stations and stuff. Yeah, but you could also have parts. So you could se- have like service stations. Yeah, or sections of the road that just disappear every so often, so that it uh, makes it interesting. But like underwater. Well, so no, just the bridge, the bridge just, just sat collapses, and done. then if you if you happen to be driving over that bit, that's you. Uh, well, you, you lose a few along the way, but so fuck. Aye, it would definitely. Uh, it would, uh, it wouldn't cost a lot less. It'd cost a lot more, probably. <laughs> yeah. Bridge was expensive, yeah. but as soon as I started putting in the sliding panels, fucked my budget, man. It's expensive to build, but uh, once it was built, um, that was me. You're making money straight away. Yeah, I don't know how I would make money off that. Tools? But then people are not going to use it, are they? You want people to use it? Yeah, it'd be cheaper than a flight. Would it? Mm, probably not, petrol-wise, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why you've got the service stations. Service stations, you can, you know, you can get me like arcade games and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> start raking in the money. Hotels, just you know, people would definitely do. It. Obviously, people would do it because not everybody likes to fly. So yeah. Um. So there's that. Who knows? Hey, well, fuck it. That's a few good ideas to end end the night on. And um, if anybody does get that done, then. Give us the credit and give us the money. Um, All I'm asking for is just uh, just my name to be put on yeah. the bridge or uh, maybe a hotel or something like yeah. that. One pound a month is all I'm asking. Just yep. text bridge to 63. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, it's, uh, it's been fun for episode 31. That didn't quite rhyme, but it nearly did. Um, Next. Hopefully, unless you've got anything else you want to talk about, we will uh, hear you next week. <laughs> no, we won't. Oh, we won't. No. They'll hear us. They'll hear us. Yeah. Um, I've got, and I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, I think that was good. Cool. Well, thanks for turning up, folks, um, and see you next time. Good night. Cheerio.